to show. I'm not going to do the usual introduction again. Everybody knows where we're at. We, we know it's it's Off The Mats Podcast. And in case you all don't know, it's episode 23. And in case you all don't know, I have a returning guest. My guest mm-hmm. is Miss Paige, a.k.a. BJJ Mama. Hello. Hey, what's up? Oh, episode 23 already? Yeah, well, to be fair, there have been some weeks where I've released two or three episodes, and they're not listed as specials. They're just, nope, episode 17, 18, and 19, all in one week. That's still cool, though. You're like, you got quite a few going. That's great. Yeah, well, earlier on, I think right around when I did your episode, I, I was like trying to schedule people just in advance then it got too far ahead i ended up having like five episodes ahead of schedule so so yeah i had to i i had to have a couple weeks where two episodes released so that's that's why i'm ahead yeah well i'm super excited to be back and honored to be a returning guest (laughs) the first returning guest actually oh my gosh first Yay! So, Wait, and wasn't I also the first, like, not near you person? I feel like I love celebrating being the first person to like make <laughs> the way. I'm a trailblazer. So, <laughs> you were you were the first returning guest, and you were also the first. Um, no, because um, Angelina is wow. in California, but you were the first like person that I didn't know for like multiple years. That's right. So I guess for lack of a better term, you were the first stranger to be on the, on the uh, podcast, not stranger, like stranger danger, but you know, stranger, like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if like you got that new hair going on there. So it's not intimidating to me. It's actually awesome. I think, but super brand new just happened like a couple hours ago. So yeah, I, I saw the, the uh, slideshow. I was like, okay, that yeah. looks cool. So how have you been? Uh, no, I'm good. We've just been, um, you know, we reopened the studio, back to training, sort of, kind of life back to normal a little bit. I don't think normal exists anymore, right? Yeah, it is normal as normal can can be in, in these conditions. Yeah. yeah, and let's see, I got, oh. to, uh, I got to train with Elizabeth Clay. That That's, was, how was that? That was awesome. I mean, she, <laughs> the cool thing was, you know, obviously I watch her when she does the fight to win and all her big fights and stuff and was already like just impressed with her as an athlete. Um, and then meeting her and getting to train with her, she is a really good instructor. I mean, she was able to break down, you know, technique and to, um, also like, you know, she talked to me a lot to figure out like, okay, what's your style? What's your game plan? She didn't just like, Oh, this is a random thing I'm good at. So I'm going to teach you how to do it. Like she really made sure that I was included in like the process of what we were going to be working on and, you know, making me better at certain things. 
which I thought was really cool. Um, and the funny That's thing good. is, speaking of Stranger Danger, it was so funny. I don't, um, she might get a little chuckle out of this if she listens. You know, we had messaged on social media, kind of like you, like I took a shot and like messaged her one random day about something. It was like, oh, that's cool. And she actually responded. So we had started chatting and, um, you know, I told her when she came down here, you know, we're, we're still being very cautious with everything, you know, like it is what it is. I'm not going to get into my like personal beliefs on what you should and shouldn't do, but <laughs> we, we yeah. created like a jujitsu bubble for ourselves. So I got really lucky because she had come down here before, um, it was actually, I didn't know she was getting her black belt at the time. Like it was kind of cool to see that we got to train. And then like the next day she got a black belt. Um, so she came down for the black belt ceremony, um, down here. And I had told her, you know, I'm not really comfortable going to a big seminar or like, you know, doing, I'm also <clears throat> as a mom, you know, I don't have childcare to do some of the other things. She was super cool. She sure. was like, I don't have a car. If you're willing to pick me up, I will do the lesson at your studio. So, um, that was super cool. That's like her norm, but we had like talked quite a bit and got really comfortable with each other. And, um, I just thought it was really cool that she also went that extra mile to help me out. You know, like she knew I really wanted to train, but still trying to be cautious, but also being a mom and didn't, you know, the kid's not in school right now. So I had to figure out, you know, my husband watching her. Um, so that was kind of neat too, just to sort of get that feeling of like, she's a real person. She's, incredible athlete she's winning some major submission only um tournaments and you know going all over the place teaching seminars and training with some really cool people and she was just like a normal person on the mat with me that was asking me what i wanted to work on you know she didn't walk in and say oh well i'm elizabeth clay and this is what we're going to work on she was really cool and down to earth um but i think i had done this in a post her um like I said, her style of teaching was just like far beyond her years. I know that makes me sound like an old person. <laughs> no, but, no. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause you teach, so you teach like the kids program, right? At, at your school, you know, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game from being good at a sport or an activity to then breaking it down to teach other people that don't necessarily understand it at the same level that you do it. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, it absolutely. It just, you know, again, as they always say, there are levels to this game. So, yeah. and where she's at, it's, you know, it, it's good. Like you're saying, she's a regular person. She's down to earth. She, yeah. she doesn't come in with the, with what is it a with an attitude of yeah. well look i'm i'm elizabeth clay i'm here to do this you're going to do what i tell you no it's you know she she wants to make the experience you know comfortable for you it, it, i think that's how it, it should be anyway you know because yeah. for her it's you know it would be easier as well working with you in in the arena that you need as well and in, in showing you you know, like you said, what's your game plan? Let's build off of that versus I'm going to go ahead and come in here and change things up, especially, you know, for a one-time thing. That's where yeah. it, things get really weird when someone comes in. They're only going to see that one time and say, 
well, we're going to do this. I'm going to show you the secret sauce. I was like, yeah. or you're like, I how, don't know how about we ever again. not do that? <laughs> yeah. It's like when um, my husband calls it like throwing darts, you know, at a dartboard, sometimes you may go <laughs> to a seminar <clears throat> or train with someone and it just feels like they're just, okay, this is the random thing we're going to do today. And you may never get to see it again, practice it again, or like really perfect it because it's just a random thing that happened to be on the list for the day. Um, I always think when, first off, I just realized I say, um, too much. Sorry. Okay. That I just clicked to me. I, I, that's been most of my editing, taking out all the ums from podcast <laughs> episodes. You have a quota of how many you allow yourself? <laughs> no, I, I actually do need to set that up though. I, I, I try to leave in at least five. Like that, that wasn't really a set number, but I listen for myself and the guests and five each is, is a comfortable, you know, it also has to kind of flow, you know, if we're sitting here, da, 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 um, that that's getting deleted immediately. I'm sorry. I, I completely sidetracked us and threw us off and I forget what, oh, I what listening. I was going to say. <laughs> it, it's my brain has been kind of doing that the last couple of days. Like, Oh, like, what was the question? Okay. Well, let, let's just go. But it's, it's always uh, interesting when you have a higher rank, whether it be Brown belt, black belt, you know, in our case, we're blue. So purple belt coming in to show us something and working within our limits, within our arena, as opposed to, you know, just again showing you that random move. Well, that that's that's really the key to it is realism. Like I was saying, I have one teammate. He and I, when we train, he's got longer limbs, and he'll tell me, "This is, uh, you know, what you should be doing." Versus this is like, look, dude, I have little bitty legs. I can't just <laughs> throw up a triangle. Like I have to work to get a triangle. It, you know, I can't just. Yeah. you know, throw it up and it's there. I have to put an extra effort or even, you know, locking in an anaconda choke or, or a Dars. My arms are not built for that. So, you, you know, ha having a realistic ideal of who you're working with and who you're coaching and training, that that's a heavy factor as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also, I just think I feel like I should put it out there. I mean, she was a brown belt. And then we did a private lesson and she got the black belt. So if there's any other brown belts out there that feel like they would like to come and um, provide a private lesson for me in hopes that maybe they'll then get promoted. <laughs> come on down to Atlanta. <laughs> she, she did get a good chuck about that. I was like, oh man. So we did a private lesson and within 24 hours, you got your black belt. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> it was definitely nice to train with her and also just to, you know, be on the mat with a competitor and sort of have that just whole feel again, you know, plus she was really cool. Like she was so nice to my daughter. Um, she's just like, oh, she just made me so happy that she is like representing, you know, like a new era, I guess, of female jujitsu, you know, cause she's 20, which is incredible to me. Um, yeah. Like, I just think it is, she is an incredible role model for all of us, regardless of age um, or even gender. She's an amazing athlete. 
I, I agree that just hearing like she's 20 and she got her black belt that that's just, you know, you always hear kind of the, the talk of, well, if I started younger or if I did this or if I did that, and you know, those are factors, but I think also, you know, big factors in there though, too, is, you know, that, that hard work. I mean, she works hard and that does, that does matter. So I always think of that when when i see someone there's a young man i'm trying to get him on here uh his, his instagram handle is jits cruise i love his videos and he just got promoted so and, and seeing that again when i see anyone get promoted i'm just like dude that's so cool you know whether it be white to blue blue to purple you know purple brown brown to black i'm always excited seeing other people get promoted we just had you know a few promotions at, at my gym, you know, with some close friends getting bumped up. So it's like the mafia, you know, they're made guys now. So yeah. Yeah, I'm right. excited for them. Yeah. Um, so if you notice my change of scenery, I was trying to um, go in the, in a separate room. So I don't disturb uh, bedtime. Hopefully you didn't hear any bedtime sagas in the background. <laughs> I, I can't tell if it's your daughter in the background or my daughter in, in the background over here, but I can hear a child singing or talking. I'm like, I don't know if that's mine or hers. We're parents. We understand it. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think she's good. I just, I came into the other room cause I was like, oh no, but I should at least let him know. So he doesn't think I'm going to the bathroom. Cause you can see like the shower curtain in the back. <laughs> So I would not have been like, Ugh. <laughs> never having her on again. Right. Um, right. Like, hey, but we're real in here, right? Right. Uh, talking about, you know, rank and stuff. I mean, we had kind of talked about it, man. I got promoted right before the pandemic, like two weeks, fresh baby blue belt. <laughs> so what's, Getting back to the gym, though, because so how this all came about this this episode, you sent me a message and, and say, here's an episode idea. And I was like, well, no, this is like since you floated the idea, you've got to be the guest for this idea. But it was basically talking about a pandemic blue belt trying to get back on your game. So what has that been like for you? Just the trials and tribulations of getting back out there post and not even post COVID, but as things are starting to open. Um, you know, it's been hard. I think the hardest thing has been, um, the tournament, um, aspect of it, you know, because I was so, uh, competitive and had done so many tournaments and was, you know, at like the very top of my game, you know, as a white belt, I mean, obviously, but still that is a, a level that you have to surpass to continue. And I was doing really good. Um, so I was so excited to get my blue belt and start, you know, working my way back up the ranks and doing tournaments and stuff. Um, so I think it was hard. Um, I think it's hard for everyone right now because everyone is having a different experience, which is what I think makes it so hard. You know, so for me, my kid is homeschool now. Um, I don't have childcare. I don't, you know, I can't just go drop her at school and then go train at the gym for three, four hours, which is what I used to do. You know, I would take her to school and then I would stay at the gym until it was time mm -hmm. for carpool. And then I would go pick her up. Um, 
So I think that part has been really hard. Plus um, being home and not having access to some of the things that I had before. Um, you know, we live in a townhouse, so I didn't even really have the means, you know, a lot of people went into quarantine and they're like, oh, cool. I'm just going to have a basement like gym, or I'm going to have a garage gym. Like you didn't have access yeah. to those sorts of things. So I think it was hard at first. Um, but the funny thing is, this is going to sound so cheesy. Um, I actually think it has helped so much with my outlook on getting back to the mat because it forces me to be realistic, you know? everyone has been training at different levels right now. Some people have been continually training in their basement. Some people haven't. Some people started lifting weights that didn't lift weights before. Like, I just feel like it kind of humbled me a little bit, you know, now that we're getting back to the mat and getting back to training. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I had kind of always envisioned like, oh, I'm going to get my blue belt and then I'm going to feel like I'm some like big billy badass like ooh, she competed and was high ranked white belt now she's a blue belt and she's gonna like take blue belt level by storm and um that didn't happen <laughs> thanks to covid <laughs> well that's the thing too it's like like you said you got the you got that blue belt and then boom covid hits and it just stopped the momentum it, you know yeah. stopped everything dead dead in its tracks which is disheartening i, I feel like i was on the opposite end of that where I I've had my blue belt for a year and yeah about one year we opened up our new location January 2nd of 2020 and you know we get into everything and you know the numbers are starting to go up the week of my birthday I think we had like 20 23 students and you know one of our classes and coach had been saying if we hit 20 we're having a pizza party and for weeks we've been hitting 18 19 17 just all these numbers that are so close i'm looking in a hallway for people like hey throw on a gi real quick come on come on it doesn't matter we need you to be number 20 but that earlier that week on monday we hit 20 like we had 23 so they're like we're gonna have a pizza party friday which ha just happened to be my birthday so i in my heart believed it was a birthday party for me but you know we had all this momentum as a gym coming into 2020 and then covid hit and it just kind of stopped everything in its tracks and i feel like for myself personally i was actually on a somewhat of a mental uh downslide in okay. as much as i love jujitsu i think i was burning myself out and, and doing too much so when covid hit it was kind of a breath of fresh air for me i wasn't you know when covid hit it knocked everything out of order i couldn't you know go train so after i get home from work i'd come home and play video games with my daughter you know she just happened to see the Wii. I was like, hey, what's this? Yeah. Let's turn it on. And we start playing Wii bowling. Uh, you know, we go to that and then start doing golf and then boxing. And then she figured out Super Mario Party. So Yay. that was our nightly routine. So we, we've been, you know, so COVID kind of helped me and it took me away from jujitsu for me to realize I missed jujitsu. Because I, I feel like 
you have to miss something to appreciate it. So yeah, that that definitely. was a plus for me. Yeah. You know, now I miss and I'm sad. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think uh, the funny thing for me is just, you know, I, no one likes to talk about mental health, right? But I think that mm-hmm. everyone has to during this time. Like if this is a huge part of pandemic and quarantine and just everything that's going on, especially because everyone is at such different levels. You know, some people are still operating as life before. People are totally changing everything they do. Like it's just such a weird time. Um, And for me personally, um, I started like thinking about it more, you know, like, okay, what can I do to improve while I'm home? You know, like I, I can't be at the gym. I can't be training like I did before, but what can I do where I'm at to improve when I can get back to the mat, you know? Um, yeah. So a lot more like mental aspects of jujitsu over the physical have kind of been what I focused on. And one of the cool things was I recently trained, um, you know, we reopened our studio and um, we have, like I said before, a, a small jujitsu bubble because we are a small school. So the nice thing is we are able to keep things nice and small for us, for our personal preferences. Um, but I got the opportunity to train with this um, friend of ours who's getting, well, not getting ready. She just competed yesterday um, at, I believe it was Atlanta Open. No, no key pan. It was pans. It, she competed at the big pans. Yeah, pans. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's a white belt. And I was so nervous. This was a couple weeks ago, um, just to roll with her. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I've been off the mat. I'm a mom. I went from like weightlifting three to four times a week on top of training five days a week, you know, like super best shape of my life. And now I'm just like homebound all the time with my kid. But because I had been really focusing on the mental side of things, I didn't let it get to me, you know, I was like, I am just going to go and I'm going to roll and I'm going to try to survive. And I think that's also the difference um, of my game now as a blue belt is I didn't go in there thinking I'm going to try to submit this person or I'm going to try to show them something. My goal was just I'm going to do jujitsu and work on the things that I was working on before the pandemic. And if I get submitted, then you know what? That's fine. I'll know that I need to work on those things more instead of, you know, before I always took it always so personally, like, oh my God, I can't believe I let this person submit me or I'm never going to let that happen again. Or like, I would just be so butthurt about everything. Well, I feel like for myself, because I have been getting to the to the mats here and there, I haven't been able to train consistently. Just schedules haven't worked out. But one of the things that I've realized getting back onto the mat is my timing is just so. Off. Even today, when I trained and I'm rolling with my teammate, and I, I need to text him and apologize. I just felt I feel bad because it. I, I wasn't mentally there. The one big thing for me, I just feel like my timing has been off mm-hmm. and, and, and that's expected though, yeah. but also I just didn't feel, 
it's not that I wasn't in it. My heart wasn't in it. I, th- I think I think I was just thinking too much. There's just a lot going on in my head. And yeah. where it used to be, you know, your body just kind of went on autopilot and you did the moves. Now I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, oh, snap, he's got a grip. What do I do? I need yeah. to address the grip. Oh, no. my Like, it, I, I got schoolyard tripped. Like, uh, he grabbed my leg and I just fell. I, like, I felt silly. I laughed about it. But I was like, wow, what, what the hell is going on? So, it's, and I know, especially when it comes to mental mental health, that's a big thing for me, especially with training. And the the big thing I noticed when this all hit, I was still working. I was fortunate or unfortunate, however you want to put it, enough to, you know, have a, a job that's essential, which yeah. I'm going to be honest, my job is not essential, but <laughs> whatever. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to take it because I was still able to earn. And that's, you know, the positive thing yeah. there because like we needed that money. But the thing that always kind of kept me afloat mentally was I leave work, I go to the gym, whether it's the coach or the train. And I know saying last year or earlier in the year, I should say, I was doing a lot of time there at the gym. I was kind of getting burnt out, but I was in a routine that kind of distracted me from the day at work. So now when I don't have jujitsu to go to, I come home from work and yes, I'm getting to play video games with my daughter and I love it. It's so much fun. But then once that's done, then, you know, she's down for bed. Now there's that, you know, the, the day that I had creeps back and I was like, Oh yeah. Remember this person yelled at you and you couldn't hit them. (laughs) You didn't have anyone to go, you know, grapple with at the gym. So now it, it it festers, but I think um, one of the hard things, you know, we were talking about the mental game and and getting back to the mat. um, One of the hard things that I ran into was, you know, my husband is also my coach. Mm. So that first time back on the mats and we're rolling and he's trying to offer advice, but also I was getting frustrated because I, in my mind, I just wanted to yell and be like, I have not been on the mats in seven months. Like, give me a break. But then also I kind of needed that little bit of a push so that I don't get myself stuck in like, you know, excuses like, oh, well, yeah, yeah I'm in training. So like, don't try very hard. Like, it's not that big of a deal. So it was a little bit of a, a kind of a perfect balance, you know, mm-hmm. um, where I, I don't want to say that I wanted to like back out and just not push myself, but I was a little bit getting irritated, you know, oh, I haven't been training, like get off my back. But then also, you know, I needed that little push and it helped me. And it was nice because I was able to roll with um, her. Her name is Julia. She's awesome. Like she's got a a good uh, jujitsu career ahead of her. I think she won gold this weekend too. Um, She's super cool. Um, So also we can add that to the list. And when you roll with Paige, you get a black belt and you win uh, gold medals. (laughs) Just kidding. I I take no credit (laughs) for any of their accomplishments. (laughs) There's there's good luck that that comes from you. It's like go roll with Paige, and the next thing you know, a week later, you're getting black belts, you're winning gold. I mean, I'm just gonna come down there. I don't care. Just put me in the in the arm bar real quick, and I'm gonna go play the lottery and see what happens. I have some good jujitsu juju, I guess I like to call it. Um, but anyway, my my uh, my point was, you know, um, 
just that mental game. And, you know, I don't know if that's part of, oh, the normal journey of being a blue belt. Normally, oh, you come to these conclusions and stuff. Or if that is because of COVID, you know, having so much time at home to think about stuff. But then, like you said, to really miss jujitsu and feel like this was such a big part of my life. Um, and I think, too, for the amount of competing I had been doing, I, you know, had a really... Again, I don't want to sound cheesy, but I had a pretty um, hard, you know, identity um, crisis, not not crisis, but, you know, just like that was a, a huge part of my life was competing all the time. That's what that's what we did. And as a family, too, you know, my husband and I would keep track of like, OK, am I good on making weight? And um, we're going to stay at this hotel. And, you know, we traveled to a lot of these tournaments that like consumed our family. Um, which was fine and we loved it. My daughter loves it too. So I think I had a, a really hard time with that, going from that high level of like always on the go, always watching every single thing that I'm eating um, and being prepared and always in like fight mode, but then also realizing that it's not always healthy to be at that level all the time. So I actually feel... A little bit refreshed i guess if you will like you know during the pandemic having that time to like you said focus on family and you know get back to the things that are important and figure out a better a better balance of you know having jujitsu in my life because you know you and i have talked about this before just being realistic of like we're parents like you know would i love to win mm -hmm. some huge tournaments and travel the world and do all this stuff that would be so great but like i'm a mom and that's okay being a mom doesn't limit me from having those opportunities it just means i have to decide how i want those opportunities to happen i guess you know like am i gonna solely focus on this am i gonna allow myself to do these things and not other things you know, so I think it's actually kind of in a way been the best thing that could have ever happened to me in my jujitsu. Um, I feel like I have a little bit of a clearer mind when I'm on the mat, if that makes sense. Like, okay, I appreciate and value the sacred time on the mat. Uh, but also I know when I go home, all those same things and stresses and being a mom are all still there. Um, I can't escape them. And I feel like before I used to kind of use jujitsu as an escape, which isn't a bad thing. Lots of people do it and that's totally fine. Um, but I feel like jujitsu has a more, it's going to sound silly, but like, I feel like it has a more concrete spot now. Like, okay, okay. I know how to organize my life and my thoughts and like how I want jujitsu to fit in and the type of athlete I want to be, um, you know, and also owning a business during the pandemic on top of it, that is a jujitsu business. I mean, it's just, it's been a whole whirlwind of stuff for us. <laughs> I, I think it kind of, again, goes back to, like you're saying, just being in that mode all the time just wasn't healthy. I think there gets to a point where you do need, a, a bit of a break, you know, it, it, it's a weird line though, because you can take a break, but some people get too friendly with a break. And then that break becomes, uh, you know, I haven't done it in two years versus taking a break and, and knowing when you're coming back from that break to get back into it, just understanding that. Okay. I just need to let my body recharge as opposed yeah. to letting your body get out of shape and now it's hard to come back. So, 
I think Good. that's great the way you said that though too because I was just talking to a friend about it um you know earlier and uh you know she was like she's my like biggest cheerleader always about mental health and like taking care of your body and stuff you know there's also something to be said for as an athlete you know you see lots of people that like they fight at this certain level but they walk around at this certain level and i don't mean just weight i mean yeah. like your mentality so i actually in a way feel a little bit more like a stronger athlete because i know that i can tap into it um, but i also know that like i can switch gears when i need to be healthy and focus on like okay Page your mental health um, needs work right now in order for you to be better on the mat and to not, you know, have anxiety or all sorts of like the things that go along with being a parent or just being an adult in 2020, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I think 2020, I'm curious as to how people are going to look back at 2020, just how just how it's going to be viewed in high school, you know, in, in school yeah. history, history yeah, class. Where our girls are I, um, doing history lessons and they ask us questions and we're like, Oh man, hang on. Let me sit down for this so, one. It's like, so what happened in 2020? Like, it's like, it goes 2016, 17, 18, 20, 19, 21, 22. Like, where's 2020? Oh, okay. So listen, honey bunny, let me break it down to you this way. That year just doesn't exist, Seriously. huh? Like, the, mean, like buildings that don't have thirteenth floors, right? Seriously, I mean, although I also kind of feel like I, I don't want to um, take away the experiences that I've had in twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. hey, I got my blue belt in twenty twenty. I before my blue belt was ranked, you know, pretty pretty high ranking, and that was a big deal, and I worked hard for that. Um, but also 2020 has allowed me to focus on the type of person I want to be, you know, like maybe eliminating some, you and I had talked about this, eliminating some toxic relationships that really weren't great for me. But without 2020, everyone was just operating on autopilot before anyway. No one sat down and had the time to think about how do I want to improve my jujitsu? How do I want to improve my life? How do I make these changes? Yeah. Like, what do I do? But I feel like, and I know it's not that for everyone. Listen, I know that a lot of people are having some major struggles um, and we've had major struggles too. They're all different for everyone. But I feel like if you're going to try to have some optimism or positivity somehow, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel for me is that I have been able to sort of look outward and inward um, and focus on how I can be better as a person, parent, and athlete, you know, and as a partner, um, you know, in my marriage and all those sorts of things. So I, I don't think 2020 is all horrible, but it's definitely not like rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> it's weird because 2020 has been just, with everything that's going on, obviously, this is one of those years where we're just like, 2020 is a bad year, you know, that you know that's the consensus thing across the board that everyone's okay. saying and you know for some people 2020 is working out hey i've been seeing the lottery uh numbers changing so someone's winning the lottery in 2020 so it ain't all that bad um it's not me obviously because you know i'm still here in this basement actually if i won the lottery i would actually still i would i wouldn't move out of this house so i would actually that's, pay this house off yep. but i feel like in 2020 
I it 2020, despite all the crazy stuff that's happened with my house and my car this year, and you know our employment situations here and everyone's really, I've actually, at least on a friend level, I've established some some closer relationships with people, new relationships with people where I feel like normally I struggle mentally in a lot of areas and just, and I don't know, I know there's, you know, these things right now, there's the documentary on Netflix, um, the social dilemma and stuff like that, talking about being addicted to your phone. I, I realized the other night because my internet went out when we were supposed to record previously yeah. Um, and the internet went out and I don't know what, what was going on when they came out though. Oh yeah. We had the, you know, the code here didn't match the, the modem. So yeah. Cause I just bought a new modem cause I thought the old modem was busted too. And it was like, Oh, okay. Well, nah, the codes didn't match. So here you go. You're up and running. Done. But, <laughs> but, uh, what I realized is it's not my phone that keeps me up at night. It's the TV the options because I have so many different pay apps. You know, I have UFC Fight Pass, ESPN Plus, I have Shutter TV, WWE Network, Netflix, Hulu. You know, so it's like, you know, not that I'm bragging, you know, that that I'm cool and I have all the cool things. As opposed to people who have the Hallmark app. Weirdos. Um that, that's kind of a shot at my wife because she's like, let's get the Hallmark app and watch all the Christmas movies in July. It's like, no. We're not doing oh that. My, gosh, stop. my husband would kill me, but he, on a few occasions, when it has been a rough day, I have caught him watching a Hallmark movie. And when I call him out on it, he's like, yeah, because they're ridiculous. And I totally zone out and it's almost comical. But I just think it's funny because occasionally I'll catch him watching it. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's how I am with pro wrestling, though. It's like I turn it on and I kind of zone out. I understand that it's scripted, but it's like some of the stuff is just so ridiculous. It's like, wow. All right. So this is just that reminder that this is the world we're living in. Like right now, as we're talking, I do have the Survivor Series on in the background, just kind of like peeking out the corner of my eye. Like, oh, that's silly. All right. Back here. Okay. <laughs> we like to a real conversation. It's funny. Um, thinking about like unrealistic things. I've recently gotten into the crazy Netflix show called the 100. I don't know if you've heard of it. It is mm -hmm. ridiculous and not anything that I would normally ever watch, but for whatever reason, now when my kid does quiet time, I put it on and it's like post-apocalyptic world. You know, there's only a hundred people sent down to see if earth is viable. And then it's like all their struggles and it's just crazy, but it's ridiculous. And I love it. I don't know why. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to get into it. I, I don't think it's that I couldn't get into it. I think, so I watched loss when it first came out on okay. ABC, yeah. like from I mean, day little... one. So, and, and that was the thing I was looking for once loss wrapped. I was like, I need a replacement. I need a show to take that place of that, that mysticism and that craziness and I was yeah. watching the 100, and I think why I didn't latch onto it is because I didn't want to learn new characters. Uh, I was not interested. In, I was like, I don't care about what's going on here. I just want to get to the action. And, and there's something, um, the expanse on Prime. Someone tried to put me on the net, and I was like, all right, let me try it. And I tried, and I was just like, I don't want to learn about new characters. 
I just want to go into the action. So, but what what was happening, what's always happened to me, I noticed is at night, I tend to put on a horror movie to go to bed or I put on fights, oh. one or the other. And, <laughs> and so, well, that's the thing. It's that I'm, you know, I need to know what's going to happen, especially with a horror movie. It's like, oh, what's coming? I may have seen it a million times. So it's like, like I put on Amity, the original Amityville horror the other night. And I was like, oh my God, like, what's going to happen? Like, what happened to his money? He's got to pay the caterer. It's like, I already know what happens, but I had this feeling that I can't look away. And, you know, when I put on fights, it's usually old fights that I've seen a million times, but I still watch it like, oh, my God, Anderson's going to do that front kick. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> you saw it coming a lot. <laughs> but that's that's why I'm not sleeping. And it's and I thought it was my phone. I thought I was addicted to my phone. No, when I didn't have the Internet, I turned off the light. I put the phone down. I put in a DVD and I passed out because it's a race. In my mind, it's a race. I have to go to sleep before that movie ends. But if it's on Netflix, it's just going to keep rolling. So I'm going to stay up with it. There's no end. So, but basically what I'm getting at is in 2020, I've, I've developed some friendships through Instagram, like one of which being with you, the girls from uh, Jiu-Jitsu Happy Hour, you know, my, one of the previous guests, Tiana Taylor, you know, we, we become good friends, Zach over at student of BJJ. He and I, have, you know, we've known each other on here for a while, but, so you know, cool. during this time, I feel like these friendships, these relationships, you know, I, I converse with you all and I feel, I feel like if this weren't, if the year wasn't how it was, I don't know that I would be on Instagram as much because I would be actively at the gym almost mm -hmm. too much or you know, when I'm not training or I'm not working, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing something here in the basement with action figures, trying to construct something, or I'm out doing something with nerd rage. So having that time away from everyone now, I've yeah, now I, built new relationships. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, the funny thing is I, I, I almost laugh though sometimes when people talk about how negative it is to like, oh, be on your phone or you're addicted to your phone and stuff like that. Um, so I really love social media just from the aspect of connecting with people. And I also mm -hmm. really love, um, I, if you follow me for two seconds, like I love taking pictures of food and places and things <laughs> and people and like funky shots. Like I just like doing that and I really love doing inspirational things. So I don't always think that it's necessarily a bad thing to be on your phone. I think what is no. dangerous is the content that you consume yourself with, regardless yes. of the device of which you find the content, whether it's a trashy magazine or Netflix show or following an unrealistic mm -hmm. person on Instagram that makes you feel really bad about yourself. Um, I think that's where yep. the danger lies. You know, I, I understand what people say about not being like too into your phone, but I also think that it can provide you some happy feelings of feeling connected to people, especially in 2020 when you would feel all alone. Um, you know, I kind of had the same, we talked a little bit about this. Um, I actually had some 
what is it that everyone says IRL like right in real life people like had <laughs> some mm-hmm. uh, in real life like um friendships and relationships that I I really evaluated and had to realize that like that wasn't even great content for me because I was always stressed about stuff or always on the go to the point to where I was on autopilot through the things that I was doing and they weren't always meaningful things. They weren't bad things, um, but they weren't really filling my life with things that I needed. Like they weren't, I know that sounds terrible, but like, you know, there were relationships that weren't making me be a better person or the person I want to be or encouraging me to be who I want to be. Um, so I have found, you know, that I, you know, made a little bit of a shift where I have a very small, close circle of friends now, very small, but yet they're much more deep um, personal relationships with the, you know, in real life people and then also connecting with people on social media. Um, you know, look at the opportunities just that we connected through social media doing the podcast and, um, you know, it, I was chatting with Elizabeth Clay and then I ended up actually getting to train with her in real life when a lot of people would be like, you know, why would, you know, BJJ Wiki has a bajillion followers and Elizabeth Clay is this world-class athlete. Like, why would you even bother trying to personal personal message them? Well, because it makes me happy and you never know what'll happen and look at the opportunities that came out of it. So I don't think that it's always a bad thing to be on social media and enjoy it, um, you know. Or whatever you want to get out of. So I do get a lot of like not really I get a lot of messages. I have it where I have to approve the message so that most people don't even know if I see the message or not. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And most most of those messages are vendors trying to sell me merchandise. But yeah. I do get anyone that sends me like a legit message, whether it's they like a po like if they like a story or they want to reply to something or i've had people you know message me and tell me a post that i put up may have been insensitive or maybe technique you know maybe need some fine tuning but and i respond to those it depends on you know somebody saying i'm insensitive it depends on what level they're going at because there's some people that come at me it's like i put up a post recently and i won't go into a lot of detail about it but they 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 since deleted their comment this was actually on one of the posts on uh, in the post comments they had made a comment about the picture being from a ceremony and it being disrespectful of me to share that meme that way and i didn't in my mind i i you know would normally reply to that and just as i always say to people look I didn't make the meme. I don't, I don't know the reference behind it. I just know that the words to it was silly. It was funny. And you know, that's, that's where I go from there. And even when people come at me about, um, if I put up a technique video or a competition video, even better. And I don't know the athletes in the video and they'll say, well, it'd be nice if you tag the athlete. And I do reply to those and I let them know like, hey, I don't know yeah. who it is. But as anyone would know, if you follow my page for a second, I give all the credit to anyone who makes a post. Who, oh, who, yeah, wherever you found it. But if you don't yeah. know like where they got it. Like Ashley Yoder 
who fights in the UFC, someone just, you know, she fought um, a couple weeks back and there was this like really twisted, tangled um, position she and her opponent got into. And I was trying to think of a meme for it. I was like, God, there's something, there's, there's something here. And someone did make a meme. I don't know. Yeah. I think they made a meme and they posted it. They didn't tag her in it, which, you know, it's, you know, whatever's whatever. I, I wouldn't, you know, tagged her name. And, you know, if I know a friend posted something and somebody else reshared it and they didn't credit my friend, I'm going to tag my friend there in one of uh, my chat groups. We've been discussing that where there's a specific uh, page. I think it's called We Heart BJJ. We Love BJJ. Oh, cool. They, they've been taking they've been taking memes and taking the watermark off and putting their on you know, putting their watermark on there and they also apparently run another page but when we we approached not approached them but when we went to a specific post and started commenting and tagging the original yeah. um creator you know we blew the page up it was just like oh hey uh, who who did it? I think it was um, I can't remember right now. There's there's a handful of us in the group, and we know their work, and we're like, well, wait a minute, wait, you know. So we all go in there and like tag their name, and say here they go with another, you know, another great yeah. meme, you know, and tagging their name on it so people know, like, hey, this person didn't create it. And then we started going through their posts and seeing, oh, wait a minute. They they're doing this to everyone. It's not just you know isolated incident. So, in when people come at me about not tagging someone, it's like don't don't do that. Yeah. And and I, I know Zach and I we had this discussion about it, and it is kind of a a silly thing to be upset about your memes being taken because. At the end of the day, it, you know, they, they do it enough. Eventually, it, the, you know, people realize, wait a minute, this is so-and-so's work. This isn't their work. And also, it, it's only a matter of time before their page, you know, is your page now because all your yeah. stuff is there. So yeah, I, I don't, I I'm not sure how I got there. Yeah. Well, I think, too, though, it depends on, like, you know, the amount of work. Like, I think it may seem silly if someone gets upset about like, oh, they didn't use my name or share my whatever. But like, I mean, I am obviously not out here producing like uh, world-class memes uh, or anything, but even the things that I, you know, sometimes try to put out there, um, you know, in terms of like being inspirational or okay, I, you know, put this you know, you edit the picture and the amount of time that you spend on it. Like, I mean, I understand how yeah. people can get a little crabby about it. Um, but I also think that it's flattering. I mean, you know, someone's sharing your stuff, but also mm -hmm. that's just part of the, the internet, you know, the ins and outs of social media. Yeah. And, um, there's this uh, place that my daughter and I love to go get breakfast at. And the other day, I just, for whatever reason, she was in a good mood and had my coffee and I love taking all the pictures. Like my phone is literally just like pictures of food and animals and all these things in natural settings, but I take a ton of them and I just happen to have a lot of really good ones. So I actually, um, 
sent them directly to the official Instagram for that company. And I was like, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't really need any sort of tag or want any recognition, but I took these pictures and thought you might like them uh, because I do know how hard it is to try to get like good content and, you know, try, especially if you're trying to build, you know, a, a brand or a personal brand or anything like that. Um, but I do think that's the cool yeah. thing about social media is how, much you can network and connect with people, you know, and feel genuinely connected to people. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing that plays heavily too is feeling connected because people can say, oh, well, you're, you know, just talk to your internet friends. And I know I have this joke where I say, you know, you all are my imaginary friends. Um, it's silly and, you know, I, I have met, you know, a person from the internet. I went to their wedding years what? ago. So, um, I, I don't even know how I met them. I honestly can't remember where I met them on the internet. Well, you know, it was before Facebook and MySpace and all of that. I couldn't, that's what I'm trying to think. And she doesn't remember either, but you know, I remember she broke up with her one boyfriend and then she met this other guy. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, they had the same name. I was like, oh, I see you have a theme. And then it turned out that he, you know, was into a lot of the same stuff that I was into. We played the same computer games. He and I became good friends. She and I, you know, have always remained very close. And when they got, uh, you know, when they got engaged, I get a message. It was like, hey, you know, we want to invite you down to the wedding, you know, whenever we set the date. And I was like, I'll be honored, you know. And the funny thing is, I was in between jobs at this time. So I'm, I'm sitting there like, yeah, yeah, you, you let me know and I will get there. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get to Florida, but I will get a skateboard and I will ride down there. <laughs> so they, this is in, what, this was in 2010. Okay. So I get a, a invite, you know, an invitation in the mail. And it, it gave me the dates. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I had a friend that was local here. He was supposed to get married two months or four months prior. Something happened. He had to switch his date to the same date as theirs. So I had already RSVP to the, the one in Florida. But, you know, we went down there. And during this process, my wife was a week away from having back surgery. She had a bulging disc, so the plane ride was torture. It it was, it was just like getting there was it was a nightmare. We we flew down on a Friday, we got there Saturday morning. Uh, we I think we flew down on Saturday, so we got there Saturday morning, got dressed, went to the wedding, went home. Went, we went back to the hotel, ordered a pizza, watched the UFC card. <laughs> Woke up, you know, went to sleep for a couple hours, woke up, hopped on a plane, got back to Maryland. But then they're still, you know, great, you know, great friends of ours. We love them to death. And I'm trying to find a way for us to get down there to visit them. Well, then COVID happened. And yeah. so, but uh, and they've been talking about coming up to D.C. in this area. So but. That, that's one of those relationships where, you know, when people talk about the internet, so it's like when people trash the internet, it's like, yes, there's a lot of trash on the internet, but there's also a lot of good that comes from the internet. So, you know, it's all about 
what you know you gotta look for those positives and take it it for what it's worth yeah i think too just being realistic about the people you encounter and also it depends on the content like i said earlier that you're filling yourself with you know Mm -hmm. um you know before 2020 i followed all sorts of like oh super fit super like just Mm -hmm. looked perfect and then i just had to finally realize like this is not a realistic um thing i don't want to look like these people i don't want to be these people i don't you know so i started um you know changing up my feed and who i followed and um i really noticed a big change in even how i viewed myself and you know the athletes that i followed too like i really love the athletes um that are again realistic about stuff you know like i said earlier you can't always walk around at like your fighting body right that like super fit you're ready to like compete like that's not healthy to walk around like that all the time but knowing that you can tap into that um so i think it's cool some of the people that i follow um kendall rusing is one are reusing i think is how you say her name i love following her because she is like i don't know if you follow her she's gracie baja um she's such a breath of fresh air of like she's a very strong athlete really beautiful but also very like you know all about meditation and you know having a a real love of your body and not like having unrealistic goals and and things um but i just think she's really cool so i my whole point to that was just you know connecting with people like that and then you know sometimes messaging them and just being like hey i think you know the content that you put out there is great and then it just opens up, you know, again, those opportunities to like chat and talk like how we got connected. And, you know, I've had a lot of other people where I've connected with them through tournaments because I follow them on Instagram and then I see them and then I get, you know, we got a picture and then we connect more and we talk more. And then, you know, I end up doing a private lesson with Elizabeth Clay because she's some <laughs> awesome random athlete that I was following not not that she's random she's an incredible athlete what i meant was that she's an internet person i had never met i just followed her because she's an awesome athlete and then i actually got to meet her um which is helping me through my journey you know following people like that so i just think that's kind of cool i agree with the ideal of realistic follows as well just people who understand like like with you your your parents and you train so there isn't this this image of you know go 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 you know you're you're out there bench pressing trucks and you know it's like yeah i i see you're you're killing it but you're a mom too do you do you care about you know do you watch your kid do you ever take care of your kid yeah yeah you know i strap her in a backpack and then i you know go for a 30 mile run like okay cool that's weird but so it's actually so funny that you said that because i had recently i do not consider myself an internet troll i don't ever feel like i'm going to change some internet person's opinion right so i'm i may read stuff and be like well you're a moron but i'm not going to comment that because it's not going to change my day or yours however (laughs) there was this person one time i felt very strongly that i had to at least comment it was this beautiful woman um training for something it was a uh i don't know what she was training for but she had um this like stroller 
that was somehow attached to her waist so that she could run and then she had like two kids in the front and then she had another one that was attached to her from the back somehow trailing behind her right so she's like running a 5k distance with three kids and I wasn't trying to be a troll but I of course had to be like I think this is so good and then she had all this whole inspirational post about like you know just because you're a parent or a mom doesn't mean you can't do stuff and I I had to very nicely comment you are so right that just because you're a mom doesn't mean that you can't do things. However, this image is slightly unrealistic and could make moms yeah. feel bad about themselves. Like, oh my God, this bitch is running with three children attached to her and I don't even want to get on my PJs, right? And my hair's a mess all the time. Like, I, that's what I mean about content. Not that that person is doing anything wrong. She's a very yeah. nice, seemingly inspirational person. But it's about the content, you know, like, and I had to recognize that's great for her. And I love competing. And I also love being a mom. And, you know, one of the things that I struggle with, um, I never struggle with wanting to compete because I always want to compete. I struggle with finding a way to make it happen without scarring my child, right, for life so that she grows up being like, my mom was never around. She just ate broccoli and lifted weights and competed all the time. Right? Like, I don't want that. Um, so it was so funny. I was actually had wanted to compete this weekend. And it was a little bit of a, um, it hit home for me when we were talking about mental stuff. I think I had, had messaged you or we had chatted about this at one point. Um, with COVID, you know, they're changing a lot of the things with tournaments now, right? Like no spectators, no, you know, only this number of athletes can compete X, Y, Z. So I had actually planned to compete this weekend. It was going to be my first tournament as a blue belt. Um, and I saw the dates posted, IBJJF posted the dates and everything. And then I messaged the babysitter to try to line up a babysitter because we have only one person, you know, with COVID, I'm not trying to go get a brand new babysitter. Um, you know, so we have this one person that we use. So I had to find out if she was available. Finally got all that figured out. And she was like, yes, I can do it. And I was like, rock on. I'm going to go register tonight. And then they had closed registration and I couldn't, I couldn't compete. I couldn't register. Um, not that that's an example of, oh, it's so hard being a mom, but those are some of the things that I yeah. have to encounter versus people that are like, oh, the second it opens, I'm going to compete. You know, the girl, um, Julia, that I had trained with before, she's wonderful and amazing athlete, but she is career woman, no kids. And I think it's awesome. She was able to see the dates and register right away, but then, you know, it's hard where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to compete too, but I got a line of the babysitter. And then the babysitter said she could do it. And then it turns out I couldn't do it because they had already closed it out. So, you know, that's probably the hardest thing. Like we were talking earlier about like the struggles with 2020 and everything going on is it's not the same um, as yeah. it was before, you know, last year, even if my sitter wasn't available, I would have asked grandma or I would have asked like my sister, you know, but like no one is available. You're being cautious about stuff. You're trying to like, you know, just be super careful. So that's probably been the biggest struggle that I've run into is um, really, really trying to get back to competing, but trying to 
you know, figured out to have the sitter. So the funny thing is now um, I just look ahead of time to like what month they're going to have the tournaments. And I just have the babysitter on standby. So I already told her, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's an Atlanta open in February. I don't know the date. It will be on a weekend. Can you be available? And she's like, I got you. You just text me the date and then I'll do it. And you can register and you don't have to like confirm. So like, you know, those are the struggles I have to deal with right now with 2020. And, you know, I can't just jump in and, um, do the tournaments right away. And part of that too, is because, um, my husband, since we both, you know, own a studio, sometimes we might have a student that wants to compete or maybe he wants to compete or he's coaching me, you know, so he can't just like stay home with the kid. And also now that there's no spectators allowed, we can't even take our daughter. Cause a lot of times what we would do at tournaments is we would like tag team parent duty. You know, he would be coaching people and I would be on baby duty. And then as soon as it's my match, I would like hand her off to him. And then he would coach me while holding the kid. I mean, you know, we're jujitsu family, but those are some things that have changed now. Just thinking about 2020 and, you know, you know, those, those weird struggles that didn't exist before, just that it, it all, you know, makes sense. You know, as you start thinking, I was like, wow, I didn't even think about, I didn't think about it in that way for, for yeah. us here, you know, as it relates to anything, the bigger things are more so about my daughter. She hasn't been to her roly polies class, you know, since COVID. And I know they've opened back up, but my wife's not comfortable taking her. Yep. Same and, with us. Things are here, but we're not ready. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and the thing is when I drive to work, some mornings I drive past a playground that my, my wife used to take my daughter to. There are no people there. So, and, you know, the playground's open back up. And I started thinking, I was like, yeah, I need to remember on my day. I'm off on Wednesdays and Sundays. And it's like, I need to remember I can bring her up here to the playground at like, you know, eight in the morning, just let her yeah. run around. Yeah. You know, because to be a four year old, you know, there, there's certain, I just love certain things that my daughter says when it's like, she'll come to my job and we'll ride on the golf cart and she'll go, this is the best day ever. Right. Those are the things <laughs> that they get so excited about now. Oh my gosh. And you almost feel sad, but then also in a way you're kind of like, all right, keeping that bar yeah. low in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking like, if I take her to the playground, you know, we'll get that reaction from her. We, we did. Oh, we went in the car wash. The other oh, day, yeah, I you said. <laughs> so not, I don't think she's ever going to want to do that again. She, oh, <laughs> she'd no. been bugging me for a week talking about going in the car wash. So I was going to surprise her, but I accidentally said something. I was sitting down here recording and I said, yeah, I'm going to, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, we'll, we're going to go here and then, you know, we'll go to the car wash and she heard and her eyes got wide. She's like, we're going to the car wash. Yeah. You know, she's all excited. So I was like, yep, yep, yep. We're going to go to the car wash. So we hop in the car, get to the gas station, you know, they get some gas, get the car wash. And then we're going around, we roll through. And the thing is, I understand the feeling because it's that weird when the br- the bristles come past the windows and the suds are, and it, it kind of encloses. So when that came past the back window where she said, and she goes, you know, oh no, oh, she's doing this fake scream, but you could tell she was really uncomfortable. So we get out and she goes, so dad, you want to go look at Christmas lights? 
And I was like, well, baby, I, I, for some reason, I didn't have a mask in the car. I'm not sure why I didn't have a mask in the car, because normally I do. And I was like, well, baby, we can't go because, you know, dad's not prepared. <laughs> but what we can do is we can go hit Dunkin' Donuts because I need yeah. a coffee anyway. And, you know, I got got her uh, some munchkins, which she didn't even touch. She was like, eh, screw these things. <laughs> like, I'm traumatized. We didn't see lights. I'm, I'm you know, I'm upset. But you know, that's, she's four. So she forgot about it within 10 minutes and we, we, we moved on to something else. I, I think that's when we started watching home alone. So like, and that's been her newest kick the last two weeks we watched home alone. It's kind of disturbing how much joy she gets out of seeing the, you know, the, the burglars get hurt. So, um, you know, I'm a little worried, but eh, whatever. Is that her foul, like, is that her favorite holiday movie now? Like that's her jam. So for holiday movies, I believe so. Like, <laughs> but they when I'm not here, when I'm at work and they're home during the day, they're watching holiday movies all day, every day, because that's what they, they look. Halloween is my thing. Like once August hits, we're watching a horror movie every day, and we watch horror movies probably through the through the first week of November, maybe the first two weeks of November, even. Um, so, you know, I, I, they let me have my time. I'll let them have theirs. That's fine. But that, that leads me into just as I've been thinking, because I, like I did the Halloween episodes, uh, back in October, I'm going to do a Christmas movie episode. And I want to know, uh, just Christmas movie wise, what what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, my favorite one is old school. It's Prancer. Have you? Tell me you've seen it. With Sam Elliott? Yeah. That's my favorite. I don't think that I've seen it. I'm you certain my wife has. It. But I am... I've heard of it. I've just... I know that I've never seen it. And if I have seen it, I was not paying attention. So, I love it for so many reasons. It's not like a typical... I mean, it is a feel-good movie, obviously. But it's not like Jolly Santa or like Discover the Miracle of Christmas. It's like a little bit of a sad story. Um, this little girl, it's like her and her brother, their mom died and they're on a farm, right? And like dad's just like barely trying to get by. And this reindeer um, like walks across the road and the dad almost hits it or maybe he did hit it. I don't know. So like the little girl secretly hides this reindeer because she's convinced it's Prancer, like from Santa's, you know, yeah, reindeer, whatever. Um, so this whole time, like, you know, she's trying to hide it. And then she's like a really sassy, like fiery little girl, which is also probably part of why I like it. She like convinces the vet there to come examine it. And the vet's like, I only look at cows and I'm, you know, and she's like, you're horrible. You're a horrible person. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. It still is feel good Christmas at the end of it. You know, he really is Prancer. He like jumps off and Santa comes to get the reindeer, but it's still a little more mystical. So again, you never actually see like okay. a, um, Santa in his suit. Like it's just sort of understood that like then you see him flying in the sky okay. like i don't know for whatever reason i watched it as a kid growing up and i i love it i just watched it with my daughter the other day for the first time to let her watch it and she loved it 
And I was really nervous at first. Like, she's not going to like this. It's real life. It's real people. Like, it's a fuzzy reindeer. There's no cartoon. There's no cute music. She really okay. was digging it. It was, it was a really good movie. But that's my Christmas jam. <laughs> I just pulled it up to see. Like, I am not familiar with this. Now, now I'm kind of, not that I'm a, a big Christmas movie guy, but yeah. I watch a lot of movies. So, you know, whatever the holiday may be, I still stumble into them. But now I'm, well, I'm going to have to ask Sarah because I was like, maybe? Like, like I'm going to have to actually, I'll text her. I'm going to text her this uh, after we're all done here. Like, hey, have you ever seen Prancer? But that I think what we're going to end up trying to do in a couple weeks is I want to toy with the ideal, you know, there are those Christmas movies that people are like, well, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. You know, and then the argument <laughs> starts. It's like, well, look, I'm going to go down to the list. Well, so no, it, 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 it takes place around Christmas time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that, it, it's like those types of movies, like, uh, what was it? Batman returns, a long kiss. Goodnight. You know, movies like that, they all fall into that category because it is at Christmas time. <laughs> so people are like, well, it's a Christmas movie. So I'm going to compile a list of those films okay. that are just like that. We're going to, I'm going to have a discussion with some friends. And Prince then I'm going to actually do a legit. Well, so Prancer is going to be on the legit Christmas movie list because I'm going to have my wife and her friend. We're going to try to sit down and talk about like real Christmas movies. I, I might, I might check out. I might just let them run the show and talk about it. Um, but, but, but uh, I was thinking about, it's like, all right, I'm going to do those two. And then probably just, you know, the, the crew Christmas movies, like bad Santa. Um, that's the only one I can really think of right now was bad Santa. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and probably watch that tonight now. But I, I'm always curious this time of year, just, you know, with Christmas coming up, you know, what's everybody digging for the Christmas films? And also, you know, just it's weird because with COVID being a factor, asking people, you know, you know, any big plans for the holidays and COVID's put kind of a damper on that for a lot, a lot of us. So yeah. we're not doing um, we've already pretty much declined all the big family functions, mostly just from like a. Hey, we're trying to do our part. You know, again, everyone has yeah. their own opinions about the matter, but I think given 2020 between um, COVID and politics, I really don't want to have any conversations at the holidays anyway, right? They're uncomfortable before sure. the pandemic, quarantine, in the current political climate. The last thing I want to do is have a holiday like talk over Turkey, right? <laughs> It's funny, my grandmother, so I called my grandma a couple weeks back, and my daughter, just at my daughter's request, she goes, you have to call grandmommy. I was like, oh, you're right. So I called grandmommy, and, you know, my wife has been asking me for weeks, find out what the plan is for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I kind of already knew. I didn't want to hear the words. So uh -huh. I called grandma, hey, what you know, what are we doing, you know, for Thanksgiving? What's the plan? She was like, well, look. Just with everything going on, we're not going to get together. And, you know, I was fighting back tears. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, you know, because I, I don't really care about the holiday itself. I care about my family. You know, I want to see my family. I love them very much. And she was like, we're probably just going to, you know, get everybody together on a Zoom call. 
you know, we're just going to chit chat, you know, and I was thinking to myself, it's like, well, I don't want to do a Zoom call. It's not because of what it is. It's like, I, because when I talk to the family, you know, when we're all together, I'm contrary to, you know, what people may believe, I'm actually very shy. I'm extremely shy, even with my family. So I don't really you know, get into the group chats, you know, when we get together, my brother-in-law, you know, my family's from Detroit. So when they come down to visit here in Maryland, my brother-in-law is always breaking my balls about Detroit. It's like, dude, you are from Detroit. That's your team. I'm in Baltimore. I can claim them. They won Super Bowls. Detroit, Detroit doesn't even make playoffs, but he always gives me a hard time every year. Like Jake, what they going to do? Why are they so bad? Like what they going to do with Stafford? They should get rid of Stafford. And I'm like, no, like, I don't look like, look, why, why did they let Caldwell go? He made the playoffs. He had a nine to seven record his last season. They fired him. This new guy, look at him. He can barely win nine games in three years. I'm like, son, <laughs> like, 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 but that's who I talked to at Thanksgiving time. It's him. Yeah. And I talked to my sister and then my cousins, you know, they have children around the same age as my daughter. So, you know, I talk to my cousin a little bit. Then I just go to the basement and break out the checkerboard and just sit there and play checkers by myself. So it's, it's, and then Sophie comes down and she's like, what you doing? So then we sit there and play pretend checkers. Well, it's funny because we, we like checkers. We haven't picked up, but she plays chess. So oh I don't know. I, I, I can't figure that out, but amazing. It, it's, amazing. but basically I don't want to do the zoom call because you know, we're all sitting there talking together. It's like, well, I don't really talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't just go into the background. And I do it so well in in person, but like on a on a Zoom call, it's like, oh snap! Like I actually have to converse and say something to you guys, like because yeah, so I don't have family. They are getting together, um, but they're doing. So my family normally does like <laughs> they call it a big barn party. Um, I, yes, grew up on a farm, so we call most of our get-togethers farm parties. So we always do like a big, everybody comes in and it's like huge buffet style, but it's not even, it's actually, it's kind of fun. It's not even like a cohesive buffet style. It's like people just bring the things they want to bring. So there'll be like chicken wings and then there'll be like meat and cheese and then someone will bring a macaroni pie or something and then someone will bring like a pie but they ate half of it because they picked it up at Kroger on their way there um so, <laughs> <laughs> so like that's how okay my family functions are but they're always so big so for us like I have some family members that I I know aren't going and then some that are we just opted to like we're just not going to go. We're going to go camping. We're going to like cook a turkey over the open fire and not go do stuff, which I think my husband's okay. Cause he's, um, I think a little bit like you when it comes to some of the family functions, he's so funny. He, um, he'll bring a book a lot of times when we go to my family functions and I'm always like, why are you bringing the book? And he's like, because your family is really big and there's a bunch of you guys. And I just want to sit over here and read my book. You and you know, the little one can go have fun and that's great. And I'm so happy to be here quiet in the chair reading my book. You know, it's so funny. He was like, don't mistake this for me not being happy and enjoying it. I'm just going to sit quietly. <laughs> so with our family, so with with my wife's family, 
you know, for the holidays, whether it be Christmas or Thanksgiving, she, you know, they, it, she, she said it was always very tense. Um, I, you just, it, it wasn't fun for her. So she's been coming to Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family. We've been dating since 2000. She's been showing up at least since 2002. Nice. So, so for, you know, when she comes to our functions, she's like, first off, our, our family is like, we are, you know, whatever the definition is, a blended family. I, yeah. I guess that's right. I don't know. Like, you don't know who's related to who. Yep. Like, you walk in that house, my grandmother's black, my grandfather's white, me, I'm black, if y'all haven't known that, because <laughs> oh, I don't. Wait, wait what? Well, you, you you know that I, I I try very hard not to put myself visually oh, on right. my social I media. Pictures of you on like BJJ weekend stuff. Okay, all right. Because, I feel honored because it's it's not about this guy. It's about you guys. Like um, but you know, it's like my wife. She's white. My cousin. He's he's black. His fiance. She's Vietnamese. My sister. She's white. Her husband's black. Oh, so it's it. like. You go in that house and it's like, who in the hell is related to who? And it's just like, we're all related to each other. You know, so it's like, oh, okay. So yeah. this is just a hodgepodge of people. And it's like, yeah, but this is family and this is love. So, yeah. So it's but, actually funny in our family, even though, you know, when you walk into ours, part of why it's called a barn party is because there are so many of us that we literally need a very large space. Because, you know, same sort of thing. Um, I've got a nephew. He's uh, he's biracial. I've got my stepdad is Hispanic. So, like, we have the same sort of thing, a big, lovely blend of all these people. So you come in and same sort of thing. You're like, wait, who is with who or related to who or dating who or is a cousin? Are you a cousin? Are you an aunt? And also down here... Um, we refer to all of our family members like if it's an older cousin out of respect we just call them an aunt or an uncle so i don't actually know sure. how many aunts uncles or cousins i have because i just refer to anyone older than me that's a cousin as my aunt or uncle and anyone younger they're just my cousin <laughs> i get it also we just have i don't want to say stray people but you know, friends, just friends. Hey, so what's going on for Thanksgiving for you guys? Well, you know, nothing really. You know, my family. You know, they're they're on vacation in Cancun or something crazy. It's like, oh, well, you want to come through for Thanksgiving? All right, cool. And I'll, I'll call up grandma. I was like, hey, so I got two extra people coming. All right, we got plenty of food. Yep. But that's always been our family. We just again we're just inviting to everyone and welcoming everyone. So we've kind of created, like I said earlier, this little jujitsu bubble where, you know, unfortunately <laughs> we're not going to like big Thanksgiving, but like we're doing jujitsu with the people. And I think that's also one of the really hard, like struggles right now with everything is that you, you might see someone post a picture and be like, Oh wait, she's doing jujitsu, but I thought they were being safe. Are they taking things seriously? And you're like, well, yeah, we only had two people that came. I know that they all, you know, are working from home or I'm not going anywhere. You know, I just feel like that's the hard thing right now with 2020 is you feel obligated to like explain everything, you know, and say like, well, this yeah. person's safe or that person is safe, but also to not be super judgmental. Cause I catch myself sometimes when we're driving 
you know, we same sort of thing. We're very cautious. We have our mask and we like, man, even if it's a reusable mask, like I wash them every single day. Like I have a separate yeah. bag for like the dirty mask. Don't touch them. It, even if I can't tell, I'm like, I don't think anyone wore that because you know, it ha- is, I don't know if I have to question it's going in the bag and we have the, um, disposable ones like in the car for emergencies so you know we're being pretty cautious about stuff but i do it so hard i catch myself we'll be you know at a red light if we're going to a park um same thing we go to like parks at the crack of dawn when no one's there and she runs around yeah. and then we come home and i'll be like why are all these people out what are they doing <laughs> but then i have to yeah. remind myself like I'm sure if someone follows me on Instagram or something, they're going to be like, wait a minute, she's doing all this jujitsu. Well, yeah, but it's with, you know, two people. One of them, when I train during the week, he's a stay at home dad. And, you know, we both homeschool our kids. So, you know, again, we have that like little um, jujitsu bubble with our calculated risk, which I feel like is basically all of what 2020 is now. You know, it's all yeah. a freaking calculated risk of everything that you do. <laughs> Well, we, yeah, it's like when when we do anything that does become a question in our minds. It's like okay, especially with, with us for jujitsu. I mean, schedule is a tough thing for me, but also just comfort because yeah. you know I still go in. I don't know who's been where. You know, yeah. there are three people that I know where they've been. And those three people I will train with, you know, outside of class even. So, you know, sometimes I go up there on a Friday. I've been going up Sunday mornings the last two weeks. And the thing is, I, you know, like you said, people will see them. like, oh, they're going to, he's going to jujitsu. You know, my neighbors see me going out with my gym bag. Like, oh, look mm-hmm. at this guy. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you don't know. You know, you don't know my side of the story. I don't know your side of the story, yeah. you know, and, and I, you know, I, I do my best not to judge people, you know, when I see them out and about just because, again, I, it, part of it is I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> it's like when I say I don't care, it's like when I went in Dunkin Donuts to um, to grab a one of the uh, do it yourself kits yeah. for Sophie because they finally have it here. Because I remember you mentioned it yeah. back in the spring, and I was looking around. I'm like asking around, and no one had. I was like, oh, really? like okay, like yeah, our Dunkin' Donuts. Mm, our Dunkin' Donuts are trash. <laughs> they like ours. They like, the one that I go to is like you know. I, so I walk in there. You know, I got my mask on. I'm keeping my distance. I'm doing, you know, all the precautionary things that, you know, I got some sanitizer coming in on the way out. This guy comes in, no mask on, no nothing, goes up to the counter, orders a coffee, rolls out. And I'm sitting there thinking like, yo, there's a sign on the door that says you need a mask. Because when people come into my office at work, uh, you know, they don't have on a mask, you know, they'll see me with my mask. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me go grab my mask. Now we Good. keep disposable masks behind the counter in case somebody comes in and they're like, oh, I don't have a mask. Is it okay? But yeah, yeah. Come on over here. Take this one. Because, hey, man, I don't care what your beliefs are on this. And, you know, there are people that they think it's a hoax and that's fine. I'm not here to play that game. I don't know one way or the other. I've got friends who had it. It's such a hard thing, though, you know, like you said, whatever people think about it, whether it's 
whatever, right? There's a million different things out there that people are saying about it. I think what I try to remind myself of is regardless of what you think, wearing this covering could help someone else. So I'm just trying to be a good human. And also, yeah. I don't want to get sick right now. And the other funny thing is I was talking to my husband about this just the other day, and I think some friends um, and you're a parent, so you can probably relate. I'm actually kind of okay with these face coverings because the amount of doctor's appointments we went to last year for things that weren't COVID, but they were just like strep throat and hand, foot and mouth disease and a tummy ache uh -huh. and a runny nose. Like, man, knock on wood, we haven't had any of that stuff. Man, keep wearing the mask. Yeah. Keep them on, people. <laughs> keep them on. And that was my thing when this all kicked off. You know, you're seeing all the commercials and posts on social media about how to wash your hands properly. You know, all, all these things are like, wow, it's wild that we got to have a pandemic for people to know how to wash their hands. Because it turns out most people weren't washing their hands properly anyway. Like, yeah, my kid's so funny now. She's upset. Well, okay, so I wouldn't say she's obsessed. Like, you know, we haven't created some monster and she's scarred for life, like <laughs> terrified, right? But it's so funny because we talk about cleaning our hands so much now when she does quiet time in her room she has figured out that if she sneezes she can say mommy i sneezed i need to come out now so that i can wash my hands and clean because you know we're supposed to so like she's she's trying to play the system a little bit there I mean, oh we yeah do. We, they're yes, clever. we want her to wash her hands and stuff but i just think it's funny that she's found a way to be like oh i don't want to go to bed oh no mommy i sneezed i need to come out and wash my hands she milks it so my daughter hasn't gotten to that point of of the the game yet with being clever but she's got some other sneaky things when, when it comes to convincing me not convincing me but making me forget and then we end up doing extra stories or extra okay. songs because it's like because we've been listening to a, a lot of Madonna lately. And I always joke with people because, oh, yeah, yeah, because I asked you before, what was your favorite Madonna song? You didn't have one because you don't listen to Madonna. <laughs> OK, like bringing up sour memories now. Oh, my um, God, salty about but, it. Still, I love it. I love it. Dude, hey, like it's funny because I so the Nerd Rage, the guy who hosts Nerd Rage, he has a patron show, and he and his wife sat down and they went through Madonna's catalog and had a discussion. I was like, dude, I want to be in on that. Yeah, they, they obviously did it already, so I'm like, well, damn, I'll go listen to it. But he and I were talking about it, and it's funny. Anytime a Madonna song comes on, I always say, oh, that's my eighth favorite Madonna song. And they're like, you have them ranked. I was like, yeah, son. Yeah. Like I, when, when I'm having a tough time, as 2020 has been, I listen to Madonna and George Michael to get through the tough times. Okay. And and it helps a lot. But she knows that Into the Groove is my favorite Madonna song. So she'll say, you know, when, what she wants for, you know, a dance song before bed. She'll say, oh, I want the new one. And I'm like, what's the new one? Then she'll start singing it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I'll put that on. But she knows if that co if that song goes on, then Borderline comes next. And I love so both those songs. So now she knows. Smart girl. Yep. And then and then she knows, okay, here here are the patterns. He likes mine this likes song, to, and then this song comes after this. Yeah, mine likes to bargain with me. I'll be like, okay, you can pick a story. And then she'll say, Mommy, I want you to sing me a song instead. And I'm like, mm, no, mommy's not feeling. Like, I'm a terrible mom. I'm like, no, mommy's not feeling like singing a song. 
or I will try to pick a song and, oh, we're going to sing Twinkle Little Star and she'll go, no, mommy, I want you to make up a song. And then we are now into like a 10 minute conversation of like, well, no, mommy's not feeling super creative to come up with a lullaby right now. So you can get Twinkle Little Star or Row, Row Your Boat. Oh, you don't, you don't want those? Oh, okay. Now you want to pick out a story? Okay. <laughs> she bargains with me. Yep. So she, we do that most nights it's we'll sit there and so you know because i get home after they eat dinner so i'll sit down i'll eat and then she she'll go dad you want to uh she'll go you want to play something with me i'm like well honey bunny what do you want to play and she goes how about mario party so then i step into the bargaining game and i goes all right so here (laughs) i tell us like this is what we're gonna do if we play Mario Party, we do 10 turns, but that means no song, no story. That means after Mario Party's over, we go straight up, you brush teeth, you go potty, you get one lullaby, and then you go right to sleep. Or we can do two stories, two songs, brush teeth, go potty, do a lullaby, yep. and then go to bed. And then she'll go, well, maybe we can do stories tomorrow. So, yeah. and then once she says that, I say, okay, now once Mario Party's done, we're not changing it up. I don't want to hear anything about, but what happens sometimes too, because my daughter doesn't eat meat. She just refuses to eat meat. So we still give her milk in the morning and in the evening. What happens is when we're playing Mario Party, she forget, or I forget to give her the milk. So. Now we play Mario Party, and I'm not just going to give her milk when we sit there in her room in silence. So it's like, okay, we go up. Now I have to read your story because we're just sitting here like a couple, you know, goobers. You know, you're drinking milk, and I'm sitting in a rocking chair. So she, it's a system that she knows I'm going to forget about that milk, and I have to give her the milk. And it's just, it's a silly thing. I'm going to start singing song. in bed it is almost my bedtime although i have yeah talking about pajama fighting in my pajamas so so this has been fun as usual thank you as always Paige, for being my guest and my first repeat guest so i appreciate that and (laughs) where can we find you on social media and any other plugs that you like to throw out there uh yeah check me out on are at bjj mama m o n n a bjj mama um i'm all about inspiration empowerment food fitness and the great outdoors is you know my little bio um check out flex pro meals if you follow me for two seconds um i'm all about flex pro meals they're just super yummy as you know super yummy meals Mm -hmm. that are just made easy it's so funny i get a lot of questions people are like well tell me about them like what are i'm like it's not any secret sauce they're just like good portions and they make life easier (laughs) yeah i I take them into work for lunch i actually took uh the chicken and sweet potato in last thursday and i left it and i'm not back at that office until tuesday so i'm bummed out but i know it's there for me yeah, so that's my that's probably my only little plug-in flex for meals discount code BJJ Mama twenty. Um, 
They have helped me when I'm cutting weight for tournaments, trying to maintain my weight during a pandemic 2020, and they're just easy. That's my little commercial, but um, thank you for everything you do. I love following <laughs> BJJ Wiki and Off the Mats podcasts and all the cool things that you're doing for the jiu-jitsu community, and I always appreciate so much the love and support for all us uh little the little people in uh social media that don't quite have the following yet that you do sir (laughs) okay we all start as beginners and i look at it this way however i got whatever following i got and and eyes on my account i don't know how it happened but i always want to try to extend and you know mention everyone else because that's how it all happens. You got to, you know, if no one's mentioning, you no one's going to know. So well, thank you for everything you do. I love the authenticity that you bring to the social media world for sure. So thank you. It has been lovely. Thank you. And my shout outs as usual, the jujitsu happy hour, Steph and Michelle, they're a great show over there on YouTube. Please go check that out. If you aren't already doing so nerd rage radio is also another great podcast to check out. If you're not already following them, they drop an episode every Wednesday or Thursday, wherever you can find podcasts, especially, you know, podcasts like this one. And, you know, make sure you check out Student BJJ. Again, I can't stress enough, you know, how how important he has been to my jiu-jitsu journey with all his technique videos and, and his funny memes. And, oh, you know, just memes. <laughs> Yeah, he, you know, and just, you know, just being a great guy in general. So please, you know, go, go check, check those um, accounts out. And like I always say, if you want to be a guest on the show, you want to, you know, give me some feedback, criticism, whatever, want to just chit chat, just shoot me a message off the mats podcast on Instagram or bjj.wiki on Instagram, either or, you know, as we said earlier in the episode, I respond. I'm a nice guy. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow you off because, oh, you know, he has a bunch of followers. I, yeah, I guess. I think most of them are bots anyway. So like, I probably only have like 100 real followers and there's like 50,000 more robots just following me trying to sell me geese from Pakistan. So I don't know. But feel free to reach out to me. And you guys keep listening. We're going to keep doing episodes, you know, as usual. So thank you, everyone, for all the support and all the love. And We'll be back with another one next week. They poet. Now let me see his song.